0: Hey guys, thanks for checking us out. On this episode, we are joined by Wes Fraser to talk about some of the ins and outs of running his really awesome bar, Mom's Basement. It's a really cool place, and you should add it to your list of dive bars if you haven't already checked them out. You can follow our show on YouTube or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Heavy Ultra. This is heavy. (laughs) Well, yeah, man, Wes, thanks for coming to hang, man. This is cool to have you. I feel
1: like this has been like a year in the making. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, man, you're a busy dude. Uh, I've been wanting to have you on to talk about moms and and just you in general and your photography and everything. So, thanks for taking the time to hang out. You you told me earlier it's actually your mom's birthday today. It
1: is. She's uh, 77 today.
0: 77. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Um. Well, happy birthday to Wes's mom. That's Her name is Carol. Carol, happy birthday, Carol! I know she's probably an avid listener of this podcast, totally. of this she, program. She, totally, she's yeah.
1: been uh, bugging me. She's like, "Why haven't you been on Heavy Ultra yet?" Uh, you got to get on there, man. And, uh, just, you know.
0: Well, cool. I well, thanks. Only, for...
1: I can only go so far,
0: dude. Well, uh, well, thanks for taking the time to hang. And um, uh, funny story, man. I really dig your photography, by the way. Uh, it's really cool. And um, my wife and I were kind of like. Exiting the the wedding photography game. We did that for a long time. And we ran into the owner of Indie Film Labs. And uh, when we mentioned we were from Birmingham, uh I think he knows you or he does a lot of your We've, we've met before at or, our or,
1: like we're not like bros or anything. But he
0: said that um I don't know if you do a lot of like film photography or something, or maybe you've had some work done through him, but he name dropped you and it's like, Yeah, I know that guy. Yeah. So I'll just I've sent that some cool. film there. Okay, cool. Um well, cool. Well, with Moms uh, being one of the most popular bars in Birmingham, congratulations thank on you, that. Pretty you. much everybody I know, that's like the bar that they hang out to, hang out at, and uh, all these other bars around town. I don't know, man. It's like, <clears throat> has a very Bottle Tree-esque vibe, but it has its own thing, kind of stands alone. It's a really, really cool concept, I think, and I'm uh, interested to hear how you guys came up with the idea to start Moms, and, and how long has Moms been around? First of all, so
1: we opened May 7th or 8th, 2018, 2018. Okay. Someone will yell at me mo- most likely for not remembering the exact date, but it's either 7th or 8th of okay. 2018. One of those days.
0: And it's you and, and how many are owners there's, are there's there? three of us. Three, three of us. Okay. And, um what was the idea to, how hard is it to start a bar in Birmingham? Like I, I, me and my brother joked about it a lot. Like, dude, we had to start
1: a a bar of our own. How honest do you want me to be?
0: (laughs) I don't know. It seems, uh, we've had my buddy Nathan on and, and talked to some, you know, several people. And uh, it sounds like there's a lot of like red tape and stuff you have tons of red
1: tape. Uh, we're currently trying to open a restaurant right now. Really? Um, yeah. So the old Lolo's barbecue spot.
0: Yeah, you guys had the pizza joint um, yeah, going yeah, so on in there for a little while.
1: At the time, we were just renting that place. Since then, we bought it, um, and we've teamed up with the guys from Rougarou to open a, res- a, a pizza restaurant there. Um,
0: How hard is it to to open a bar in the first place? Uh, I've never done it. I'm not a bar owner myself, but uh, I can imagine there's a lot of red tape and stuff you have to, you know, maybe hoops you have to jump through. Um, when you guys had the idea, or where did you get involved?
1: Um, I, I came in sort of later, uh, the original owners, uh, had already talked and
0: decided they kind of were... came up with the concept, I guess, Yeah, yeah. and okay. decided
1: they were doing this thing. And then, uh, I just, I was like, I used to bartend at bottle tree actually really? uh, Bartended okay. there for a while. And then I bartended at good people. And then this other bar.
0: So were I... you just bartending up until the <clears throat> mom's thing came out and doing photography and you know? doing photography? Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, and I was like, I would like to be a part of this. This sounds awesome. So that's how I came, became a part of it. I just
0: asked, and they confirmed. They're like, sure, we need money. Yeah, come on. yeah, <laughs> you can Jump so on board. I jumped in. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier, uh, I think Dan from Seasick was originally involved in the starting of Moms. Um, did you already have the spot planned when you guys were in initial talk?
1: <clears throat> originally, it was going to be the space next door. To mom's, which is nothing. It's just a storage space right now. Um I can't
0: picture that. Like on the back side?
1: No, like literally. Like if, so if you're on our patio facing the back window. Yeah. And then, the you know where the Pacifico Neon is?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That space. Okay. So the
1: patio didn't exist then. So it was really going to be that space. Um, because the space that we're currently in was had a, a yeah. potential tenant going in there. And then they backed out. And so... The landlord showed us the space that we're now in, and we're like, we'll take it, because it was <laughs> much nicer yeah, than the space we were going to be in.
0: Do you know what it was before you guys moved into it? The, when we took... Or the previous <clears throat> actual business there? So there was, was there.
1: glass in the window, which we didn't even realize at first, because it was boarded up, and we took the boards down, uh, painted on the window, uh, it said, Just Jazz Music Club. So... At some point, I guess it was called Just Jazz Just,
0: Music Club. i have to Google that and see if what the story was with there. But how about the, the bar that was in there? Did you guys build that, or was that already there? It was all, all there. Really? Okay, yeah. so it was already a bar when you guys yeah. moved in. I mean, we did, More some, or less.
1: We did some stuff, but I mean, obviously the bar got, itself was already in there. Okay,
0: and this was in 2018, 2018 when you guys found the space and actually were like, okay, we're going all in. Yeah. Is that scary at all, like diving sure. in on a business like that? 100%. But uh it seems to have worked out, you know. Yeah. So that's cool.
1: It's been a, a wild ride.
0: But what about you know, the whole aesthetic, you know, <laughs> mom's basement. Uh how did that come about? And and having like you bring a picture of your mom and put it on the wall and, and you know, every bar seems to have a gimmick, I guess. Sure. Um, your gimmick seems to be working pretty well and it's really cool and unique and like I don't know. Um it has a cool laid-back feel to it, whereas yeah. well, a lot of these bars, they go all in, and it's like everything's too immaculate. It's like you're in the Apple store, Sure. you know, some bar.
1: And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's a time and place for everything. Like, sometimes I want a fancy cocktail. Um, most of the time, I want a can of beer, though. Um, I, I basically, or we, we wanted to build the bar that we wanted to hang out in, you know? And so... We basically built our own clubhouse. Um, the mom photo came from... Um, like, childhood memories of going to the beach. And, like, you go to the 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 seafood restaurant that's been there for 50 years. And you write your name on a dollar bill and you pin it on the wall. And, you know, when you're a kid, you're looking at them. You're like, oh, my God, that one was written in 1984. So that's sort of, like, I wanted... I guess it gives the customer a sense of ownership sure. in some, some way, you know? Yeah. So I, that's that's where that came from.
0: And everybody we're like, was on board with we're it.
1: Like, the bar is called Mom's Basement, so we should have photos of moms on the wall. And that's sort of, yeah. I mean, that's exactly how that happened.
0: But the place, it looks like a basement. You know what I mean? Sure. With the drop ceiling, <laughs> and it's kind of the downstairs, yeah. uh, for those not familiar uh it's kind of on the. i mean edge it of literally is in the basement yeah. of the shopping center um
1: at least the front half of it is yeah
0: yeah but i just wonder if that name would have worked somewhere like that's such a perfect spot you know yeah, for, yeah. for the vibe that you <laughs> sure. guys are going for it's really rad
1: i think the spot dictated the name
0: okay so you Something guys were already in on the name before the spot came about or was it the other way around we or was found it... the
1: spot first and then what can we call it yeah the name came
0: well, dude, sick. that's sick, man. And uh seems like you guys stay packed. We drive by there. We live right up the street. And sure. so, you know, you drive by on Thursday or Friday night. Thursday is our like busiest the, night. It's crazy packed, man. It's yeah. nuts. And uh, you guys got the pinball machines going on. I'm so jealous. And on
1: Wednesday, pinball's free. Free, dude.
0: Okay, I got to know. I want a pinball machine so bad for down here. Like, I'm... Um, they're just crazy expensive. They are. Do you guys purchase the machines? No. Or do we, you have uh, some kind of partnership?
1: We have a partnership with Bumper Nets uh, at the Galleria. Okay, cool. Because um, that's
0: like the only outfit I know that yeah. that has anything to do with pinball machines yeah. is Bumper Nets. Yeah. So shout out Bumper Nets.
1: Yep. We do a revenue share on the machines.
0: Okay. I guess they bring in pretty good. I mean, I know every time I'm there, it's like any loose change I have, it goes straight to pinball I mean, we machines. make
1: way more money off of booze. <laughs> I'll say that.
0: Well, sure. would um, be in a bar. But
1: yeah, we do you know they do alright.
0: I saw the uh you guys posted about the new Godzilla machine that's in there. So Brain. what is that replacing? Do you still have the uh uh Stranger Things?
1: Yeah, I hope that Stranger Things stays forever cuz it's my favorite machine.
0: Can you hit the Demogorgon? Oh, I yeah. can't do it, dude. Yeah. I've played that game so many times. Every I'm time sure. I open the doors, yeah. I hit them on the side, but I can never like ring the mouth. I've
1: done it maybe 5.
0: To okay, sure. Yeah. I've I mean, done it like 17 that's times. That's not
1: many though. Um they're like Ben Gilley, for example, he's very, very good at that machine. Um, Wes Gregg, who owns uh, Sanctum, uh, very, very good at pinball in general. Both of those guys are. So if you ever see Wes as the high score on any of those machines, it's not me. It's Wes Gregg.
0: Okay. it's good to know. <clears throat> I did see Ben's uh, high score on, I think, the, like, the Evil Knight machine yep. he always prints his name backwards he says like gin billy that's yeah. pretty fun i was like that's okay, that's, that's
1: the machine that left for no no no, it left black knight was the name black knight it, and that was fun dude. it left yeah but it it broke all the time and uh with all the it's
0: just, just got too much supply going.
1: chain issues going on around the world due to covid uh they can't get the parts to fix it so they took it out brought us led zeppelin the crowd didn't love the Led Zeppelin machine. So what really? now we have Godzilla in place of the Led Zeppelin machine.
0: I haven't had a chance to play the Godzilla machine, but that's awesome, man. And, uh, hopefully you guys aren't losing too much revenue and you have the free pinball night. Is it more, does it really bring in a bigger crowd or people uh, come to play?
1: I mean, some people do the, the whole purpose of in, you know, coming up with that night was, uh, pinball costs a dollar a game to play. And if you're terrible at pinball, a dollar is a big risk. So I was like, why don't we take one of our slow nights, which Wednesday is probably our slowest night, and make pinball free on that night. That way you get these people who've always wanted to play but never wanted to waste the dollar to you know lose three balls in one minute. Like,
0: 60 <clears throat> you, you get them it.
1: hooked on it. And then while they're playing free pinball, they're buying beer from us. And then the next time they come in, they remember how much fun they had playing that pinball machine, and then they pay to play the pinball machine.
0: I think that's pretty good. Pretty good. Smart man. Got to yeah. think through those things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being a bar owner, I've, like I said, I've never owned a bar. Uh, you said Wednesdays are usually your slowest nights, or
1: Wednesday? Yeah, probably.
0: Now, you guys used to be closed on, what, Sundays and Mondays or something? No, we've always been
1: seven days a week. Really? Since, since always? We or maybe you guys changed we your hours. We used to or close something. earlier, Sunday through Wednesday. We used to close at midnight. Now we're open till 2 a.m. every night.
0: Every single night. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Do you think that's attributed to just the popularity of the bar? I mean, have you guys, since yeah. 2018, have you seen the crowds get bigger and bigger? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, you guys are doing something right, man. That's awesome. Yeah. What's the secret sauce, man? How do you how do you Is it just the vibe, the aesthetic? People would just dig it? I mean, I don't know. I feel like if I opened a bar right now, it would just suck and nobody would come, and I could probably copycat everything that you do and it just wouldn't work out. But I do remember you guys were strictly beer and wine. Mhm. That was it. No hard liquor or mixed drinks or anything like that. And I made the joke on several episodes. I was like, if I was ever going to work at a bar, I've never bartended. It looks hard, especially if you go to these fancy cocktail bars. I was like, I I could never do that job, but I could do this job. I could work at mom's and crack open cans of beer. And you guys did that for a long time. It Um, was,
1: so we opened in May, uh, by October of 18, we had liquor. Okay. And it wasn't, originally it was going to be beer and wine and weird snacks and stuff like.
0: But what was the idea around doing that to begin with? Was it just easier to get the license? Easier and
1: cheaper, um. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I love whiskey, and uh, we didn't have it, and I wanted it. So,
0: i sure you have a lot of customers that come in and like, sure. I can't get a Jack?" And Coke. Well, I mean,
1: when we first opened, people uh, would come in having, you know, having no knowledge about the bar, and they're like, "Let me get a Tito's and tonic or Tito's and soda." I'm like, "How about a Miller Lite?" Yeah, but to be fair,
0: I mean, you always had it plastered on the wall, like beer only. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's funny now that uh, you guys do serve liquor instead of erasing it, you just put a big X through it. Yeah, we have. (laughs) It says some liquor, some liquor. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, what does it take? If I wanted to open a bar with my brother right now, having owned a bar for however many years, since 2018, four Mm -hmm. or five years, what advice would you give to any new person jumping into the bar game? Shit, I don't know, man. Um. Well, surely you've learned something. Like, if oh, you had to do I've it all again. I've learned tons. I've learned yeah. tons.
1: Um, and even... It also feels like we've been open for 15 years. Like, just thinking back to the first year, I'm like, holy shit. Uh, that does not seem like it was three years ago. Um, best advice I could give you. Um, How
0: was that first year? To pause on it. Let me give you a second <laughs> was, to think about it. like It was I, rough, man. Really? Yeah, just because... Yeah, you don't know if you're going to sink or swim.
1: Um, but it was also really rewarding to, like, see. Like, I always assumed my friends would come to the bar. But then when you when you see all these people that you don't know, and especially these days, like, I don't know a lot of people that come in there.
0: Well, sure, man. It's um, like, it's packed out. Like, yeah,
1: and that's really cool, like, knowing uh, that you built this thing that is uh, – that makes tons of people happy i don't know it's kind of fun
0: but that first year you'd say i mean maybe your friends come for the first you know month or so and they're hanging out they're like wes owns a bar man we're gonna go <laughs> and get cheap drinks and hang out all the time
1: i mean the, the person you should really ask anything about this is my mom because uh like she brags about it all the time like it's her favorite thing to do is brag about me owning this bar
0: dude i'd be proud of you man <laughs> i'm proud of you now I don't, i'm not your mom but i think it's rad um, you know, staffing shortages have been uh been pretty crazy. We had yeah. a Faisal, you know, he just closed down the Atomic and uh that was um one of the big things he harped on was just how hard it was to staff. Have mm. you guys run into those issues with staffing? And I want to shout out to uh, Tristan and Abby who are always super cool when I come into the bar. Um shout out to the rest of your staff too, but I'll shout out to all of them.
1: Um No, we've been pretty fortunate. Um we've had a, we have a pretty low turnover rate and, um, luckily our staff stuck with us through all the hardships of the past year and a half. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty great. I mean, we've got a core group that have been there for, I mean, the, the least time one of them's been there is like eight months or so. Um, and then the the longest Abby's been with us since day one like she was probably the third hire at the bar uh Savannah's been with us since day one um Tristan's been with us for over two years David's been with us for two and a half something like that so
0: so what's your involvement on the day-to-day what's a typical week for you look like are you up there every day doing yeah
1: I go up there every day um for the most part um I run our Instagram um I order the (laughs) T-shirts. You have the fun (laughs) job. Um, I I definitely have the more fun side job, the
0: creative uh, outlet. I guess just get to.
1: Um, I'm the one who, all the dumps shit on the wall outside of the mom photos, like that. I source all that stuff and the furniture and whatnot. So
0: that's cool, man. It seems like a lot of the stuff you guys I don't know just went thrift store shopping and was like,
1: Uh, so I spent. Like, the year leading up to us actually opening. Um, it's like, shit,
0: we need furniture. we got to fill this whole space. Yeah, what are we going to do? I basically
1: went to estate sales and thrift stores for a year. Buying all the stuff that would end up in the bar.
0: Did you have the have in mind how it was going to look? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I'm, I'm just, just going to put eclectic stuff just everywhere. I knew everywhere. exactly how I wanted it to look. Okay. And it looks exactly like a wanted it to look i thought that you guys were open for like a year or more before you added liquor to the menu no, it was
1: the first october that we were open okay
0: I, I thought that was cool you know i was like Dude, fuck too. liquor you don't need you don't need cocktails and stuff man just go. i mean we beer. don't
1: really i mean occasionally someone will order a cocktail but for the most part it's uh you know like whiskey coke vodka, yeah sure vodka, soda stuff like that typical
0: whale drinks but yeah. i could come in there and get like a moscow Mule or something would you guys do that for me
1: I mean, if you want it with just like regular ass ginger ale, it's <laughs> just having... like a basic version. <laughs> yeah.
0: When COVID hit, I know that that was pretty heavy for a lot of bars and stuff, or just anybody in the service industry. Um, I think that's about the time you guys had the idea. Lolo's was running strong, and well, I guess they decided to close <clears> or whatever.
1: So they had already they had closed already because I'm not sure what happened with them.
0: But uh, was it COVID related? Or do you think? No, they this, just is pre, to... this is pre this is
1: pre COVID. Um, we took over their lease well before COVID started,
0: but how does that happen? Do they, do they already know you guys or? Yeah. You know yeah. That? I mean,
1: we're right next door. Sure. So, I mean, um, I, we, you know, we ate there a good bit cause it's a, you know, just two, walk right across the two street. and a half minute walk. Um, if, if that even, um, <clears throat> and we heard that he was getting ready to move to Fulton Dell or something. So we just asked you know, we basically we took over the lease, um, and with the intentions of turning that into a pizza place, and then COVID hit, and the bar had to close, so we were like, well, let's start making pizzas because we would already put a pizza oven in there at that point. Um,
0: now, why pizza? You, why you mentioned pizza. Why I not? mean, why not? Why I not mean, pizza? I mean, is it just the ease of making it, or, or I mean, I guess uh, it just it's, coincides it's with it's the bar perfect, food. It's perfect food okay that's delicious hard to argue with that yeah yeah but to just dive full in you said you already had the idea where you guys toying with the idea of serving food i don't know how the rules work man like you can serve popcorn and you can you know serve peanuts and stuff but where's that line like could you start serving pizza at mom's
1: no but you'll be able to buy a pizza over there and bring it to mom's
0: so you can bring pizza in
1: you can bring any food in
0: but you can't serve it because then you'd have to have a separate, I guess, a yeah. separate license. Yeah, to... we, don't,
1: we don't have a kitchen or anything. Right.
0: So you're not in there slinging drinks. I've never seen you behind the bar or anything.
1: I, I'll get back there sometimes. Okay. When we first opened. Uh... Usually
0: I see you hanging out like on the slow nights and sure. you've got your dog up there. Yeah, you know, that's Ralph. chilling. Um,
1: Shout I... out to Ralph. Occasionally I bartend. Um, my next shift scheduled is Christmas night.
0: Christmas night. You yeah. guys have a lot of events. Um I feel like the events have ramped up recently. Well it we, seems used, like to have, every we freaking used to have night. We used to have
1: lots of events and then COVID. Um and so now we're slowly getting back into events.
0: I guess that's cool. It drag you know draws people in. Yeah. But it's like karaoke <clears throat> night, then you have trivia, then you have, you know, bring pinball night, and then you're having like a dance off or a dance party. Please come to trivia. It's every Monday. Every Monday. Dude, I think you guys, uh, we ran into uh, Tobias uh, the other night at a Halloween party right down the street, first I, time meeting him, I, and I, he did trivia, and he posted the picture where he was all blued out. And I call him
1: Dog, which I don't know that he appreciates. Um, if you know Tobias, uh, I don't. Tobias, know Tobias is definitely not a tobe dog, but thats I don't know why I call him that, but I do. Can I get another beer?
0: You can absolutely get another beer.
1: Is Good People a sponsor or something? I don't know how or to define like him
0: <laughs> man. Okay, so uh, Missy Damn, I from... Have done that. Uh, oh, Missy. yeah. I love Missy. She rules. Yeah, Missy is badass. So she reached uh, out to us and was like, I dig what you're doing. It was right after the Haints episode. And she was like, I want to give you guys a bunch of beers to use on the show.
1: So her partner, Ryan, bartends. Yes. Moms.
0: Yes, with the beer. So I don't know Ryan, but I have met she Missy. She rules. And um, she he, gave us a bunch of food. He makes
1: some cool. dope-ass stained glass. And she makes dope-ass rugs. Dope-ass rugs. My girlfriend uh, recently bought one. Sweet. Or commissioned one or something. I don't know if she commissioned it or just bought one that she already made, but it's really cool.
0: Dude, we need a dope-ass rug for down here. You should uh, get Missy to make one. And then you should uh,
1: replace that window with uh, stained glass.
0: Okay. I'll do it. (laughs) Stained glass. You don't meet a lot of people doing stained glass these days.
1: You don't. Uh, He's the only person I know that... Oh, Actually, that's not true. I know one other person.
0: Cool. Well, yeah. Well, Missy reached out and was like, "I want to hook you guys up with some beers." So I don't know if we're sponsored by good people or what. I've been trying to shout them out every I mean, episode. If she gave you free beer. Maybe I'd she'll say. give us more. We're we're starting to. I don't know. We got a pretty good supply, but uh, eventually we're gonna need more. So Missy, if you're watching, please, <laughs> we love the free beer. Thank you. Um. But yeah, dude. Uh, running a bar, uh, doing photography. It seems like the bar has definitely exploded in popularity lately. Uh, I mentioned the events earlier. Um, how was Halloween for you guys? It seems like you guys did a lot of Halloween parties and stuff.
1: Pretty amazing. So we were fortunate this year to, uh, basically have three Halloween parties. So we had the Saturday before Halloween, not like the day before, but the week before, um, we had a dance party. We do a monthly dance party. Um, and DJ, DJ Andrea really, uh, DJed and it was a lot of fun. I think I saw
0: pictures from that. It looked rad, yeah, it, yeah. Was,
1: it was so fun and then on the Thursday of the week of Halloween, we always do skaraoke instead of karaoke okay um, so that was a second Halloween party and then usually the Saturday before like immediately before Halloween, we do a party and uh d j sister demented uh d j okay. um so the first d j party uh it was like umps, 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 like dance music and i didn't know what to expect from dj sister demented but it was uh like 60s garage rock and it was amazing really it was so fun yeah.
0: sister demented all yeah. right i gotta check up on her that's cool um with all the different events and stuff i mean it what's the capacity of moms i mean how many people can you have before have you ever had a night where it's like all right guys, uh we've got too many people in the door. 100%
1: building. that night like Halloween night or the you know the sister demented night. Uh we hit capacity. I don't know the number personally, but uh I know that our door guys always know that number and uh it was I mean there was a line. Really. Uh, there was a line to get in for over an hour.
0: Dude, that's so crazy, like man.
1: One in, one out kind of thing.
0: Did you ever imagine when you started a bar you'd have lines out the door? Like no, that?
1: honestly, I thought Moms would be a complete like neighborhood dive bar, and we'd be lucky if we got twenty people in in a given night.
0: So how has that changed? I mean, if I you mean, get...
1: when we first opened, so one of our ideas that never we never flushed out, we were gonna have a washer, a coin operated washer and dryer in there, so you could literally what? you could literally come <laughs> come do your laundry, <laughs> do your laundry, and have a few beers um we even uh yeah we were we we had priced out like what it would cost to get those machines they're not cheap by the way um and who even thinks of like (laughs) we were thinking of things you do how can we bring in money dude what can we do it wasn't even it wasn't even a how like i didn't think like oh we're gonna make tons of money off of laundry it was just like flushing out the whole picture you're in your mom's basement like in my where i grew up uh our laundry was in our basement yeah Yeah, yours is as well yeah uh so that was it was just one of those It was kind of like the mom photo thing like we'll have a laundry machine because i mean what fun is it to go sit at a laundromat
0: oh no i think laundromats should just start serving alcohol yeah and then there you go what
1: if the laundromat was a bar So, but that was when we thought we were just going to be a small neighborhood dive bar where we got 20, 30 people a night. Yeah. That changed very quickly. And I'm glad we didn't put the laundry in because it would just eat up space at this point. Or people would throw up in it or pour beers in it or whatever.
0: Oh, dude. So, man, owning a bar. I guess comes with all the headaches that you get with dealing with drunk people. You I know? don't know what you're talking about. No? No? Okay. <laughs> um, is there anything that you would change? I mean, like, what are the headaches that you deal with on a day-to-day? Um, especially a busy night when you've got people packed in there. You've only got one restroom, man. And, uh, I mean, do you have change, any people change that just, is
1: <laughs> Change is coming.
0: Change is coming regarding the restroom situation, yes. maybe? Okay. Yes. But having a single restroom, I can be frustrating, and so, sure. Uh, hopefully, you guys will have some some new thing you're not willing to talk about it at all. But that's okay. I don't
1: know what you're talking about. I don't know what to talk
0: about. But dealing, I mean, is there any frustrations? You know, being not, a bar yeah, owner. Course, I mean, of I course mean, there only, are.
1: Any business, there's frustrations.
0: But you have a unique business where you deal with people who consume alcohol in large. To be quantities. fair,
1: I'm often not there. At, like I'm. The people who own the bar, we all have other careers. Sure. So this is, like, sort of our side thing. So we put a lot of faith and trust in the people who run the bar. Um. So they, you know, they're the ones who are dealing with these things more immediately. We, you know, we hear about any instance of, uh, you know, whatever, and then we deal with it. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, initially... It comes to them first. Sure. For the most part.
0: Frontal line staff have to deal yeah. with the blunt. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> well, dude, um, anything you would change or anything you've learned along the way that you was like, man, maybe that wasn't a good idea. You know, like the coin op uh washer dryer situation.
1: Wasn't a good idea Well, mean, you never actually implemented good... it though. It would have been a good idea.
0: Until you guys started blowing up and becoming
1: Until the bar like if the bar rent was more like the way I envisioned it in that it was a neighborhood dive bar where, so you've been to Chicago.
0: No, All I have right. not been to Chicago.
1: In Chicago. I mean, you can't throw a stone without hitting 14 neighborhood dive bars. And I don't see, I don't, it, it amazes me that any of them are still open. Cause every night there's 20, 30, 50 people in there, you know, uh, for the whole night um maybe not even that many i don't know um but one thing birmingham doesn't have neighborhood dive bars like i feel like all bars in birmingham are destination bars like you have to get in your car and go to it unless you live you know like if you live in a loft downtown you can walk to what's a bar downtown these days
0: i don't know paramount Collins. There North you Collins. can walk to
1: Collins if you live near Collins. But if you live in Crestwood, you're not walking to Collins. You're driving to Collins. Um, <clears throat> and granted, it's not super easy to walk to our bar either because there's not a ton of residential space around. But I wanted it to feel like that. Like in Chicago, Chicago's very spread out, very urban. Oftentimes, uh, it's a, you know an apartment building, like a four-story, two-story, three-story building. On top of commercial space, usually one of those spaces is a bar and you know you that may not be your favorite bar, the one that you can literally walk out of your front door and turn and walk into the front door of the bar, but the, your favorite bar may be across the street in the same situation. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I wanted moms to feel like those bars if that makes sense. Or New like, Orleans. New Orleans is the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neighborhood bars everywhere. And, you know, like, you could, like, where you live right now, there's no bar you can walk to. Correct. Easily. Yeah. Where I live on, I live on Fifth Avenue in Avondale. Um, I can walk to 41st Street. Currently, there are no bars I want to go to. That well, yeah. I, I mean, uh, RIP to... Uh, yeah, RIP yeah. I. Parkside. Parkside. And that was my favorite bar. A lot of people I mean, were sad was, to see that, that go. A, uh, yeah, it was literally my favorite bar for from the day it opened until the day I opened my own bar.
0: Yeah, well, I, I can understand why you had a little bit of bias. <laughs> and then
1: my bar became my favorite bar. So
0: so school me for a second. I mean, I hear the terms dive Bar, Neighborhood Bar, you know, and then you said Destination Bar. What's the main? What what defines a dive bar, in your opinion? Because I've heard that term thrown around forever. It's like, oh, this dive bar, and then you know you see that term thrown around on TV and different TV shows and stuff. But it's like, what, what's know. a dive bar, man? How do you define a dive bar?
1: I don't know that I would fully define it. I feel like it can uh, can shift.
0: Is Mom's a dive bar?
1: I would say so. Yeah.
0: Okay, but what is what makes Mom's a dive bar?
1: That I don't know.
0: Okay. Maybe the aesthetic or just the laid-back vibe mean, or...
1: Fuck, I don't know, man. Um,
0: Do you have roots in Chicago? Like... No,
1: not at all. I just, I've just i been there a bunch of times. Okay. And that's where, like, the first... Like, there in New Orleans are the first cities that I, like, really experience, like, neighborhood corner bars, dive bars, whatever you want to call them. Okay. Uh, just, like, neighborhood bars where... You it's can... not
0: on somebody's tourist destination. Maybe that's a good and, and way to sign it.
1: Not even that. Like, uh, I mean, people from out of town come to Mom's all the time. Like, I guess what... <clears throat> like, I don't think a neighborhood bar can't also be a tourist bar. Sure. If that makes sense. Um, but, like, a neighborhood bar... I mean, Mom's is sort of an it like i mean there's only so many people that can walk to mom's cuz of where we are um so most people drive there i guess
0: i mean even us i mean i could walk to mom's from yeah. here it you're may not, take me like you're not gonna and you got to go across four lanes of I traffic i could
1: walk to mom's from my house sure i don't i drive yeah. it's like a mile and a quarter or something maybe a mile even um but I wanted it to feel like that kind of bar. I wanted it to feel like a bar that you or you know, you like you walk out your front door and walk two streets down and take a left and I pointed right, but take a left and you're there. Yeah. Like New Orleans or Chicago.
0: Or Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I dig the laid back vibe. I guess if I had to find Please it, edit this. <laughs> we'll try our best. But I think, you know, just the kind of the vibe, you know, you get you get some bars where it's more of a yuppie vibe and it's really high dollar drinks. I welcome and all everyone. Stuff. And I, that's what I'm saying, man. You kind of, you kind of cross that threshold where it's like, I've seen friends of mine who only hang out at those high end bars come to mom's. And then I see people who have like $2 in their pockets come to mom's, you know, it's like, it's like a welcoming place. I think you've done a really, uh, as, really good job. As
1: one of our original tagline says, mom's basement, a place for friends
0: so you said uh you guys are you know hoping to take over the lolos or you guys already have
1: oh yeah we bought we own that building
0: you own that building but you're not currently doing anything with the building yet we're
1: trying i mean we've done some stuff but yeah we're it's in the it's in the works
0: in the works i've seen you guys do uh well i've seen bulldozers and stuff out there tearing up the parking lot what's up with that y'all just didn't Uh, like the the asphalt
1: Oh no, the parking lot was terrible it was like driving in new orleans um it was just like real like potholes everywhere and it wasn't maintained properly. So we're redoing it.
0: Okay. I didn't know if you guys were like digging up sewer lines and all that stuff. I was no. like, man, they've been working on that parking lot for a while. Um, but the idea there is to, uh, I guess <clears throat> it'll one day be a restaurant of some kind, another pizza place. It will sticking be. with the pizza theme. Yeah. So besides that, uh, do you guys feel in any way that you've started to outgrow your current location or are you any ideas in the works of opening other locations at all
1: um no other locations, but uh you know moms may grow, who knows, like in its current state, not like you're being so very we're not like, op- <laughs> intentionally we're not opening one in trustville or anything okay,
0: well, that seems to be the hot spot there everybody's taking bar yeah and opening <clears throat> up. well, when you're not chilling at the bar or taking <laughs> photography, what else do you do man um uh fly fish a lot okay sick i saw the tattoo man that's awesome uh with the daylight savings ending <clears throat> on sunday i think we were just googling that before you got here it's the sad time of my year oh my god i'm so depressed man yeah, i don't think i've ever it. been more sad uh i got really into kayaking the past summer it i canoe awesome. a lot. okay
1: I, I had a kayak for a brief moment um my canoe is 16 feet long and it weighs nearly 100 pounds why
0: the- do you want to do canoeing i don't understand the appeal kayaking man it's light i can carry it by myself let me tell you all right
1: uh are you on a sit-in or sit on top sit on top
0: brother okay. sit on yeah. top
1: so i had a sit-in um you can't fly fish out of a sit-in
0: um yeah you gotta get a stand on top man that's mine. I mean,
1: you could do a sit-on top um but i've found a good deal on a sit-in and it was a fishing kayak. And I was like, okay, I'll buy that. Um, and I immediately realized that in your back cast, because you're so low, your, your back cast, like your your fly hits the water. And that's not good behind you because it messes up your cast. <clears throat> um, canoes, I like. Uh, you can take more stuff with you.
0: But you got to have more water though, right? So you're not floating the Cahaba in a canoe. Oh, yeah, I would all think. the time. Really? Yeah. Where? You're not doing the stretch. Like, I know the popular stretch that I do is from Liberty Park to, um, I guess that's the most popular spot, from, no, Grants Mill to Liberty Park. I've done that. About four or five hours. You've done that in a canoe. Uh Because even in my sit-on-top kayak (laughs) with, like, a foot of water, we're still scraping on shoals or hitting rocks. We still
1: scrape shoals and just get out and you walk it.
0: I just feel like a canoe sits so much lower, especially if you have it packed down with gear and cooler and fishing gear and whatever else. Are you catching any fish on oh, the yeah. Cahaba?
1: Yeah, tons.
0: Okay, I guess I need to step it up. I went to. I ter-
1: have an Instagram for that,
0: just for fishing. Just well, I saw you have the one for your photography. Uh, you're also involved in doing like. I seem like everybody's getting into the vintage clothing game. You know, selling vintage clothes. I-
1: well, I used to do that back in the mid 2000s, uh, before Instagram and all that stuff. Um, and then, so you're OG, I got, I'm, not, paid say, your I'm not saying that I'm not saying that. Cause, uh, I stopped doing it because I got frustrated cause no one, I couldn't sell anything. So I just sold all my stuff to Zoe's, uh, years ago. Um, and then COVID photography was terrible. The bar wasn't doing well. So I was like, well, I'll start doing this again. And so that's how I started doing it again.
0: I can imagine that being a dark time. Uh... <clears throat> yeah. Everything going down. Yeah, Yeah. dude, that's crazy. But you weathered the storm, and and mom's doing well. And
1: And we're here. And this beer matches my shirt.
0: It does. Yeah, excellent choice. Hopefully it turns out on camera. For anybody that's just listening, uh, check us out on YouTube. You should check out Good People Muchacho. It's good, man. Uh, I went and fished Terrapin Creek with my buddy Austin. It's up in uh, uh, Piedmont. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: So Terrapin Creek, Terrapin Outdoor Center or whatever.
0: Terrapin Outdoors, so right they, next to the Red Net Yacht Club yeah, and all so that stuff. they, they yeah.
1: uh, did some work on my canoe for me. Okay. This past.
0: Now, that's a big, they say a creek, but it's anything but a creek. It's way bigger than the Cahaba, in my opinion, and the water. I mean, not huge, but there's a lot of water. You know, we didn't have any problems that.
1: How, what parts of the Cahaba have you done? Have you done lower Cahaba, like?
0: Past the dam? Yeah. No.
1: All right, so it gets it gets a lot bigger. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. So, where do you put in at the dam on 280?
1: No, um, the only stuff I've done p- south of the dam is uh, like in Bibb County, like uh, the oh, so you're way down the wildlife refuge. Area. Okay, yeah, 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 I mean, it's it's a, a much wider river.
0: So, with uh, <clears throat> with daylight savings come to an end, winter upon us, how's the fishing?
1: It's terrible,
0: it's terrible. Because what, uh, what happens? What do fish do? Do so they just go deeper? they just they, disappear? they <clears throat> die off? What happens?
1: Well, they're cold-blooded, so when the water gets cold, they get lethargic, <clears throat> and they go deep, and they just sit there. Um, Hibernate. Pretty, I mean, essentially, and you have to, <laughs> I mean, you basically have to drag a lure or a fly, in my case, right in front of their face, but you don't know where they are. And I'm I've fly fish and it's harder to get. I don't use sinking line currently, but I'm probably going to start.
0: So, what does that mean? Your fly just <clears throat> floats on the top of the no. water. So you, <clears throat> you have fly, Have you ever fly? This fished? is turning into a fishing podcast. No, with, I mean I'm interested. No, I've never fly fished. Uh, right. My coworkers show me a little bit, but I've never so done it. So
1: you have fly line, um, which is. I see him just whipping the water
0: i don't know what they're doing well, and i don't if understand they're, it if they're
1: whipping the water they're casting poorly you don't whip the water you're but trying that's... you're trying to uh if you're fishing top water which if you think of whipping the water um that's probably someone top water fish fish dry flies is what they call that so that's a fly that lands on top of the water floats and mimics a bug
0: so they pick it up doing it again. pick it up doing it again, and hope that a but fish if, just... if
1: the fly is doing this the fish is going to be like that's not real because no bug just does that mm-hmm. you know uh you you i mean we could go on for hours about this but uh it's a this presentation it's called presentation literally and your fly is supposed to unf- your line's supposed to unfurl and the fly is supposed to land naturally like a bug would the so there's goes, a, a finesse oh, to shit. It. There's a bug and then they come up and eat it. But that's only if you're topwater fishing. Um
0: in wintertime, you can't topwater fish. Or it's not as successful, I guess. I mean,
1: guess. you can do anything you want. You probably Well, yeah, I mean, I anything. could
0: take some chicken livers and just throw them in. <clears> with a you're not going to catch anything. Right.
1: Because fish, I mean, while they are probably not the smartest creatures on earth, they know that bugs aren't active in the winter. And they, they, you know, they know it's winter, so they're, like, down low, just chilling. Um, so if something hits the top, they're not they're not even going to look at it because they're like, this is not the time bugs are out. So they're not going to look at it. So <clears throat> you want a fly that sinks and mimics a bait fish or, some, or a crawfish or something. But even then, you know, like, if you're fishing a... Uh, This is where I'm nerding out. I'm sorry. Dude, do it, man.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to learn some stuff. (laughs) No one's going to
1: want to watch me talk about fishing. (laughs)
0: Everyone (laughs) wants to hear you talk about fishing, bro. Um, So
1: if you are, you know, if you're casting a bait fish pattern, for example, um, you're trying to make it look like a minnow. And, you know, whether you're traditional fishing, which I see you have some rods over there, um, or you're fly fishing, if you're fishing something that's supposed to be a minnow, you're trying, you're moving it, you know? Right. So if you're moving that fly too quickly or that lure too quickly in the winter, the fish can go, that ain't real. Cause we don't move that fast when it's this cold. We're lethargic. So,
0: so is it even fun to go? <clears throat> no, I it mean, it
1: sucks. You have to wear waders because yeah. like, I, I, you know, we walk through the water. Um, you got to wear waders. The waders are insulated. So you're freezing your ass off. You're not catching anything, uh yeah, it's terrible,
0: yeah, I would just hang it up like, I'll it. fish next year. <laughs>
1: I still do it just because i I don't want to be defeated,
0: but you're having success right here in our backyard in the Cahaba River, yeah, one hundred percent yeah that's awesome, man i didn't uh I fished on what my buddy Austin hooked me up with, was a wacky rig, basically just a worm, uh like horizontally on the hook. And basically, it mimics like a a caterpillar or something that's fallen out of a tree. And uh, tried it here, didn't have any luck, went to Oak Mountain, never had any luck. And then we went to Terrapin Creek, and I caught the biggest fish I've ever caught on that creek, river, creek, I don't know. So I was like, "Dude, this is awesome!" Like, because up until that point, my brother and I joked, "It's like we're not really fishing; we're just casting. We don't know what we're doing. We're using like spinner you're baits fishing, and stuff." You're just not catching. Yes, and it starts to get old, man. You know, because yeah. we had taken trips to the lake and we bought the kayaks. We got really into like watching like fishing YouTube videos and stuff, and um,
1: start fly fishing.
0: Okay, I need the to life. I'll teach you. But you can catch like smaller fish, right? Like you don't have to catch like catch like brim and stuff i feel like
1: catch i mean catch it, it's no different than traditional fishing you're just presenting it in a different manner
0: i thought it would have a smaller hook I depends mean, obviously, on the size
1: fire throwing like i have flies that are this big
0: really yeah okay well dude yeah teach me man it'd be fun it seems like everybody nowadays is like i don't know trends you know what i mean like yeah. people get into trends and vintage seems to be all the rage and i've seen more people selling vintage clothes now than i have ever have and maybe that's attributed to just social media
1: 100 percent.
0: but do you think it's actually just a, a fad right now where people are like "Ooh, i gotta buy vintage stuff
1: i don't know i mean
0: we had our friend uh, uh hunter lawrence on here yeah, he sells and yeah. uh he's like man i sold this uh some horror t-shirt he had he sold it for like four hundred dollars crazy I don't know. Am I missing something? Do I need to get in? I need to go uh, find all my Space Jam t-shirts and sell those.
1: I mean, I'll buy them from
0: you. (laughs) Or Dragon Ball Z. I think I got some old Dragon Ball Z shirts. I'll
1: buy Space Jam. I don't care about Dragon
0: Ball Z. Don't care about Dragon Ball Z? Come on, dude.
1: I mean, if it's worth money, maybe. I don't
0: know. I'm not the one to to tell.
1: My being 43 and all, um, what's vintage to me isn't probably vintage, or it's antiques to you, and what's vintage to you is... I don't even know what it is, you know.
0: Did you grow up in Birmingham? Yeah. You were born here and Yeah. Okay, cool. Where'd you go to school? Pinson. all right. Yeah, I know Penson.
1: Where'd you go? I
0: went to Pleasant Grove. Oh yeah. So, town area. Yeah. You know From there? the Peas. Yeah, man. And then uh Katie went to Oak Grove. So shout out OG PG.
1: Is that near Coleman?
0: No, south. So south. um if you're going down like towards Bessemer, okay. That's where Oak Grove is. Uh, out in sticks man yeah millenore so so it's pinson pretty much cool thing that you guys do uh (laughs) sometimes you'll have bands play Mm -hmm. in moms i feel like that's a very hard endeavor to do due to the size of moms um but you pull it off somehow uh how many bands have you guys played any uh, i mean any bands that stand out to you that were like oh that was fucking cool like a really cool show
1: i mean outside of local bands i mean some of my favorite local bands have played there like the last show, I'm pretty sure the last show Ray ever played was at Moms. Um Mazel is a great local band. The Bouquets. Uh, I'm blanking. There's been so many great ones.
0: I'm putting uh, you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Um, a show that stands out in my mind was a New York band called The Mystery Lights, um, which I would never even heard of, and they got booked to play, and I randomly went to the show, and it was incredible like they just had a really great stage presence and kind of went crazy and it was so fucking good uh jeff the brotherhood's played there a handful of times all of which were great uh cedric burnside played a few months ago it was awesome Pinel Haints played recently it was really good
0: but you uh, guys don't market yourselves as like a music venue, though. No. So how did the not whole like oh we got bands that just randomly show up?
1: Well, we wanted the shows there to feel more like you're at a house show.
0: Sure. You know? Just so. like a spur of the moment thing. Yeah, oh, we're yeah, having yeah. a band play. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's rad. And then obviously the DJ sets and stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of those lately, especially with it being Halloween. Yeah. Or you said you guys do a dance party every month. Once a month. Once a month. It's
1: called Danceteria with DJ Bradford.
0: So it's always the same dude.
1: Pretty much. Okay. Except for this past month. He was out of town. Bottle cash in it. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, Faisal from the <coughs> Atomic dropped us off. Uh, it's been a staple on our yeah, table ever since. Sure, uh, along with our dog. These are Lola.
1: highly collectible. If this is a vintage one, I can't tell. Can you? Pro- I mean, it probably is. It was pretty cool. I find them at estate sales pretty regularly.
0: Dude, the one thing I want really bad um, is a, like a vintage old-school TV that I could put like on the uh-huh. shelf back here in the set somewhere. I think that would be so sick to have like our logo or something on. it. Yeah, that'd be dope. But they're so expensive, man. Really? And uh, thrift store. You can't find them like old school, old school. You can find like a '90s one, like where they're trying to look futuristic. I want the one with like the faux wood paneling. Okay. On the side. Uh, We took a quick break, and now our dog is joining us. I see them at estate
1: sales all the time. I'll uh...
0: grab me one, dude. Yeah. We're like bros now. Yeah. We're like, this is the first time I've ever sat down and talked with you. Come here. So uh, I feel like I'm learning so much. Uh, Internet, this is our dog, Lola. She's cool. That's the thumbnail right there, man. That is. Come here. We're going to put you back on the floor before you fall off. <laughs> how old is she? She's four and some change.
1: That's how old my dog is. Yeah, man.
0: Well, dude, uh, I haven't seen as much as Ra- much of Ralph lately. Uh, I think one, he's usually there on the slow nights, which is understandable.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't hang out there late at night as much as I used to. So. Uh, dude, we never do.
0: We're always there at like... My,
1: I go during happy hour. Like I'm like four to seven-ish. That's like the time I'm typically That's there. kind of our and vibe, le- Unless too. we're having a party. If we're yeah. having a party, then I'm there
0: late. Then you're then. raging and throwing down. Yeah throwing down no we usually come uh before the late night crowd gets there it, set, it definitely seems to be more of a late night bar oh, you know sure. after like the other bars start closing down i know after the uh the tall bike joust that happened at cahaba uh basically everybody after they closed down cahaba came to moms like all the people that were in it and nice they're all wearing the spandex and stuff it's pretty funny um but yeah i've noticed that like uh as soon as all the soon as the crowds start flowing in around eight nine o'clock that's when we're usually like dipping out yeah same taking off um but it's cool man i think uh to kind of show our age i mean i'm 34 so the last time i was there we were uh hanging out and then all of a sudden a big group of people all came in and they were basically uh looked like they were just freshman year of college <laughs> and i was like oh my god we're the oldest people here you know and I don't know. That was, like, life-changing for us. We were just like, oh, we got to get the hell out of here. It's crazy. Um, But owning a bar, man, I feel like I would hang out there all the time. Like, that's, like, the gathering place where all your friends are and stuff.
1: When we first opened, I did, like, literally every day. Um, And I still try to go by there at least once a day. But, uh, you know, you can't hang out there every day.
0: (laughs) Sure you could. (laughs) I don't know. What are the perks of being a bar owner? You get in like free tab and you just go in there and blow no, like, me up, dude.
1: No, cause I mean if I own the bar by myself, maybe, but I own it with other people, so that wouldn't be fair.
0: That's understandable. <clears throat> yeah. But still, man, having that in your backyard and just being able to come in there and hang out anytime you want. It's pretty cool. Be pretty
1: cool. I'm into it.
0: Has your life changed anyway since becoming a part bar owner? No. <laughs> not really? Not really. If you uh could go back and do it all over again, would you? 100%. Yeah. Okay. That's well, been cool. I, well, I know a lot of like restaurants and bars and stuff, they all kind of <laughs> fail, you know, usually within their first year. And,
1: that's uh, a, that's, I think there's a statistic.
0: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Or I know there's a statistic. I just don't I don't know what
0: it is, is either. Yeah. But I know it's hard. Yeah. And uh, having a successful bar where people want to come to, you know, you said you guys are open seven days a week until 2 a.m. I mean, that's saying something, you know, you're yeah. able to support that. Those hours and, and have the crowd that comes in, uh, even on your slow nights. Um, what would you say is your slowest night?
1: Probably Wednesday.
0: Why is that, do you think?
1: I don't know. Maybe it's beginning or like middle of the week. Like you've, uh, you've, you may have raged hard over the weekend and you're like, <clears throat> I don't know. It seems like it now that I'm saying that it seems like it would be a busier night, but it's not. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's other stuff going on in town on Wednesdays. No it's either. like
0: the middle. I guess that's understandable. You know, Thursdays
1: are, like, are busiest night. Really? 100%. So tonight. I
0: would we'll, think like a Friday night or a Saturday night would be more busy.
1: One would think, but uh, Thursday, busiest night. Unless we're having an event.
0: Right. Any upcoming events besides the New Year's party, besides you uh, bartending on Christmas, everybody's <laughs> got to be there to check that out. Christmas Day, <clears> Christmas Eve. Christmas Day. Christmas Day.
1: That night, that we night. open at six, though, so we're opening two hours later. Um, I'll be opening the bar. Uh, now, is this
0: something you guys do every year, or is Christmas this something Day. new? Yeah, yeah,
1: we're always open on Christmas Day, um, but you
0: bartending, I guess, or uh, or is it like an event, or is it just you're just going to be behind the bar I'm that night? Going to be behind the bar that night. Okay.
1: Um, events coming up: <clears throat> the thirteenth of November is the Vintage Market. The twentieth of November is Danceteria with DJ Bradford. Um
0: You guys do trivia every Monday. You every said that Monday. Already.
1: Every Wednesday is free pinball. Every Thursday is karaoke. Um Mardi Gras
0: in March. Oh yeah. Were y'all involved with like the parade and stuff we that happened? Put to... that y'all put that on. on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Trying to give credit where credit's yeah, due. Yeah.
1: So one of my partners is from Louisiana and grew up, you know, with Mardi Gras and stuff and uh, I've gone to Mardi Gras in Lake Arthur, Louisiana, a bunch. Um, and so I always wanted Birmingham to have a Mardi Gras. So
0: was there anything happening in Birmingham before you guys start putting? So like, Birmingham
1: used to have a Mardi Gras, like, like a big Mardi Gras, like mobile style. Really? Like, back in the twenties or something. Oh, okay. Just yeah. died off. hundred years ago. Sure. Uh,
0: mobile still throws down, Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, mobile they rage. definitely
1: throws down, but, uh. Some people several years ago, ten years ago or so, maybe less, tried to bring Mardi Gras back. Um and I th- I don't I don't think they're still doing it. Um but we're trying to carry that torch.
0: But y'all have done it every year for the We've past done few it years, right?
1: Twice. Twice. So the first year it was I don't very, know shit. I don't the know. The first year about. was two thousand Excuse me. The first year was two thousand nineteen Do we did it. And it was very small. Literally, the parade started at Kava Brewery and walked down the back street, and ended up at Mom's. It ended at
0: Mom's. So it's like the shortest parade. It
1: was very short, but it was awesome. And the bar was, it was a Tuesday night. It was literally on Mardi Gras um, Fat Tuesday. Yeah, the yeah. bar was packed out. So the next year, which was twenty twenty, uh, we we got the parade permit. Made it. A got lot.
0: the parade permit. Oh, yeah, so... We got a parade permit. How hard is it to get a parade permit?
1: Then it wasn't hard. Hopefully, it won't be hard next year. Hey, we're going to have a little parade Uh, in
0: our our back alley. No big deal.
1: So, uh, well, the second year, 2020, uh, it went from Avondale Park to the bar. So, we went down 41st Street, took a right on 4th, crossed over 3rd, came down that little side street, and then into the bar yeah um so hopefully this year maybe it'll be longer this year and we can get more people involved so if you'd like to be a participant i was about and, to say if i want to
0: do a float man if you want
1: to do a float
0: how do we do that
1: uh get in touch with me uh it's the mom's mardi gras chicken parade um
0: now why is it a chicken parade
1: i don't know but it is we give free fried chicken at the end of the night.
0: That had to have an origin story of some kind. It so. did, God. but I don't remember what it okay. was. <laughs> a lot of drinking involved. It's like, dude, let's get some chicken.
1: Yeah. So we give away free fried chicken at the parade. Um but yeah, if you want to be a participant,
0: let us know. Do you partner with any other businesses that help you put this on, or is it strictly a mom's thing? Uh
1: it's our it's our thing. Um
0: You want all the glory. I mean, yeah
1: <laughs> come on, no, uh, I forget maybe we had some sponsors, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we did it all ourselves,
0: okay, that's cool. I feel that, so you're the boss host to get in touch with if you wanna have a float in the new yeah, if you wanna the, be the next Mardi Gras parade, and
1: the next one is gonna be uh, so instead of doing the parade on Fat Tuesday. We're going to do the parade on the Saturday before just so we can get more involved. Sure,
0: yeah. Um, Tuesday is kind of a hard night for yeah. for anybody. But then
1: we're still going to have a party at the bar on Fat Tuesday. But the Saturday before will be the parade day.
0: Cool. Well, that'll be fun, man.
1: And I don't know what that date is.
0: Of all the events that you guys do, and there are plenty. It seems like you're constantly adding to the list. I feel like... Looking at your calendar is like looking at the Saturn calendar. There's always something new going on. Uh, what's your most what, – what what do you enjoy the most? What's the most fun for you? Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras?
1: 100%. Really? Okay. Yeah, I love it. It's so fun.
0: Just to rage out in the streets and have – do you guys do a float? Oh, yeah. What, what, what was it last year?
1: Last – well, last year there wasn't one. But or the year before. The last time there was one. We had a big flatbed trailer. Um that we wrapped in canvas and painted all over, and then we built a chicken jail on in the center, like on a pedestal, and Tristan wore a chicken costume. I think I saw pictures and of And danced yeah. inside of the chicken jail, and then we threw- And you a,
0: don't know the roots of the chicken theme? Like, you don't know where that just, came from?
1: I don't, honestly, I think it was because the first year we were like, let's give away free fried chicken, and then someone was like, let's call it the chicken parade, and we're like, okay, cool
0: um you're very good with the flow yeah
1: yeah, we try chicken that's
0: cool (laughs) well dude that's awesome man can i ride on the parade float next time i don't want to do my own parade float because i I mean like i I don't have aspirations heavy
1: ultra should have a small float we could have a small float
0: i guess we could i wish zach was here man and then we could uh hammer out some rad ideas right here on the air but exactly uh if we don't i just want to know that i could at least ride with you guys and uh well maybe we we can talk we can talk okay cool (laughs) Well, dude, uh I wish you all the best in future endeavors with mom's basement. Uh, it. Thank you for coming to my basement and you're hanging out. Right. Um
1: thank you for having me.
0: And uh shout out to the other owners of moms. I guess yeah. uh it seems like, you know, for me, you're kind of the face of moms. I don't know if I even know what the other owners look like. Um I think anytime I come in there and see you, uh one of the bartenders, maybe one of the first times I was there was like, Oh, that's Wes, that's the owner. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Um but who are the other two owners
1: ray, uh ray baker and patrick nelson
0: okay and what did they do Besi- like you're obviously a photographer and then patrick's an
1: architect and
0: <clears throat> and maybe you already mentioned this ray the show.
1: has remember. lots of things that she does um i don't know that i could pinpoint one of them
0: <laughs> okay well that's fair well anyways well thanks for coming man and having a beer and talking about your your rad bar and Happy birthday to your mom again.
1: Thank you.